What do you do when you want someone, an employee, a student, a child, to do what you want, to behave well, to be an effective employee? You reward them, right? Or maybe you punish them. Either way, character stick, people need incentives. Right? Right? No. Exactly. And to explore that and to challenge ourselves, today we'll talk about the book by Alfie Kohn, Punished by Rewards. The trouble with gold stars, incentive plans, ace, praise, and other bribes. And that's what we want to discuss today on the podcast. Yeah, so uh, this, this is actually not a new book. It's almost 20, actually more than 20 years old, isn't it? But the topic it covers is still fresh and still its message, it, it's still not very well understood and, and not appreciated. The, the problem it discusses uh, is still strong in our culture. And that problem is the idea of incentives, of uh, punishing and mostly rewarding people uh, for behavior. Um, a lot of people in many contexts have grown to understand for, or, or at least think that um, punishing uh, people, punishing children, students uh, might not uh, work very well or it might just not be a good thing to do. Uh, so what we do, we do the opposite, right? We reward them. We give people incentives, pay for performance. Uh, we, we grade children. Uh, we, we tell uh, our children that you'll get, you'll get this if you behave like that. And it's supposed to work and be a good thing. And it's kind of uh, a common sense. But it, it might not be. It might just be a, a 20th century um, uh, idea inspired by uh, some bit of psychology research that might actually be too reductionist to work on humans and that it doesn't really work very well at all. Yeah, it's, it's funny, though, that, that you know a book that was is so old... Um, I, when I was doing research before the show, after I read the book, I couldn't find lots of reviews of this book or lots of video yeah. reviews. Like it's not like this popular book. Like for example, Getting Things Done is a very popular book right now, and uh, has been for the last ten years. And this one is not. And the concepts in this book, like once you read it, like, like once you read it, you're like, you have, you have so many aha uh-huh and like whoa moments. Mm-hmm. Then it's it's for me it's. Completely confusing why this is this hasn't you know been really you know incorporated into our lives by now you know yeah and I only realized that this book is this old in the final chapter when the author explained what has changed since the original publishing like throughout the book I I didn't notice that it's old like all he, what he was talking about like the the context of of the world like he didn't mention. Uh, technology, and so I, I didn't have like one bit of context that would point me to the fact that this is this is a, a book that's about as old as I am, and uh, yeah, it only was published as an audiobook like uh, less than two years ago, and it it still feels very fresh. It's very thought provoking, and I think we 
we as a society maybe should have more of a conversation about this topic, but it kind of, this got forgotten or neglected, I guess. Yeah, so um, when I was joining the dots, what happens when you read books, like you start joining the dots of some other books or some things mentioned in previous books. Mm -hmm. And what happened to me when I was reading this book was suddenly joining the dots of, for example, other business authors speaking about businesses, how to create business, how to build a business, like why you should do this or that. And then suddenly I remember some, you know, business people saying, for example, that salespeople shouldn't get a commission, mm-hmm. like, which is like an industry standard. Everybody knows that salespeople get a commission. And then in few books, in quite a few books, I, I got the information that, 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 that some businesses stopped bringing commissions or just made a commission for the whole team or like, like kind of like we're, we're getting off the incentives bandwagon but without any like explanation why they just said that it didn't it didn't work for them mm-hmm. and only reading this book i started you know connecting the dots and getting the information okay that's why yeah so i i guess we should we should explain a little bit about what the offer means by words like some of the the examples yeah the the idea is this uh, you tell for example an employee if you get um, uh, me, uh, for example, 10 new customers, I'm going to reward you with this, right? You're going to get, uh, you know, something, right? For, for example, $100, okay? So you think it's good because the employee is motivated to get the 10 customers because they will get $100. What the author is saying is that the moment you wave the $100 bill in front of the employee, the employee only thinks about the bill. He doesn't care how many customers, I mean, he only know, yeah, he cares that he has to get 10 customers. He doesn't care how are these customers going to be, if they're going to be long-term customers, whatever. He just cares about the $100 bill. So what you're doing with the $100 bill is you're not only creating an incentive to get the bill, but not to get the customers. Because mm-hmm. you think you're give, you're you're motivating them to get the customers, but you're motivating them to get the bill, to get the $100. And second, you're doing something against yourself because the moment the employee gets the hundred dollars they will no longer care about getting new customers for your business unless you give them more so so what 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 happens is that you you shift the motivation and in the long term you're actually doing yourself harm because it's a like like a, like a long-term harm because the employee is no longer happy about getting new customers they're happy about getting hundred dollar bills yeah, and um, the the offer uh, most of the book was focused on like free free examples uh, like in the wild uh, employees like being an employer, uh, being a parent, and being a teacher of of students. And so for for companies, another example would be performance appraisals and how uh, some mm-hmm. some people um, kind of grade people on the curve. That you know, like the the appraisals, they 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 follow a curve. Like twenty percent of the people will be uh, will be excellent performance, and twenty uh, percent of the people, like every year, will be fired because they're the worst. Um, and with with students, uh, grading is a kind of reward. Um, that, that that's kind of a a um, a more subtle thing because grades are 
also like like mostly or, or supposed to mostly be about the information like how well you're doing but they're used both by teachers and parents as a kind of reward that you know you do a good job and the a is the reward and the f is the punishment the it's not just information it's it's a it's a way of punishing or rewarding people uh or what a lot of what what parents um tend to do when uh they want to get their children to do, to behave a certain way and we'll get to the question of um teaching and parenting uh, later but you know when parents want want their children to to behave a certain way to do something or not to do something they'll either uh, wave a stick that you know if you don't do do this you'll be banned from tv or uh a carrot that oh if you um if you brush your teeth or uh, make your bed, then we'll go to Disneyland next week. And it, it's kind of the, the the rewards and punishments, uh, either or both, are are dangled in front of the child as as a consequence of a behavior uh, that we want them to to have. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the children aspect because it's pretty hard um in the next episode mm -hmm. uh, because it's like it's also a completely different um uh, i mean it's not completely different but it's it's a very a difficult subject mm -hmm. especially you know for me because i have really small children right now and i can completely relate um and uh, from you i know that you uh, your 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 um uh, siblings your siblings have have children and uh, Uncle Radek is also uh, having to do with them, so yeah. I think you can also relate to some of that stuff. I have three nephews which are very similar in ages to your three daughters. Exactly, exactly. So we'll have some experience there, and so we'll talk about that. But but uh, so in this episode, we'll talk more about the the professional aspect, right? So so the uh, at at work, and and what I want to start is like you remember we discussed the salary formula. And and uh, in the salary formula, um, uh, one of the things that I said in this episode was the end game of the salary formula is for the money, for the salary to be fair and to be out of the way. Yeah. So that people don't think about the money. They think about their contribution to the company, their contribution to the world, like what they do, their inspiration to work. So this way, the money is out of question. And very often... Uh, many companies think that the salary should be the motivation, should be the motivational aspect uh, for the employee. Right. And the the theory behind it is is very compelling. It's very compelling. Yes. Um, and it's the author calls it pop behaviorism. Behaviorism uh, is a, a kind of movement in psychology research. And the the famous experiment from Skinner uh, with behavior reinforcement was to do with, like, he was studying rats, and there was an experiment where um, rats were, would be uh, starved to behave well, of course, and uh, they would be rewarded with um, cocaine, uh, <laughs> essentially, for pushing a, a lever. And so uh, pushing the lever would give them the reward, and that would reinforce the behavior of pushing the lever, which is what the experimented uh, wanted. And um, there was a ton of experiments after that, and it's just it's just so easy to extrapolate from that. And it's it seems so appealing, like we just 
we just grown to 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 think about uh, people kind of uh, th- this way. Maybe not, not as rats, but that uh, you know uh, we are driven. We need to be motivated. We are we are driven by rewards. We uh, we want money. We want fame. We want to be appreciated. And so when someone dangles one of those rewards in front of us and tells us, hey, if you if only you do this, you'll get that, then that it just it seems hundred percent logical that that would work, that it would uh, bring about the behavior change we want, that uh, by uh, you know, since we want the reward, we'll do what is asked of us, we'll get the reward, that will reinforce the behavior. That's very similar to how habit formation works. And it does kind of work with a huge asterisk, right? Exactly. So when does it work and how does it work? Well, exactly. It In short term, it works brilliantly. Right. Like, you know, you like the, the, my, my, my stupid example from the beginning, like if you, you know, give the $100 for getting the 10 customers, you will get the 10 customers. Oh, yeah. Great. But what happens later is the problem because... Then, as I mentioned, the motivation shifts. The person is no longer motivated to get new customers for the company, to focus on getting better customers, to nourish the customers. You know, like, no, like these 10 customers, they are gone. Now they want to get more money. So like they focus on getting the money, not more customers, right? So, so this means that whenever you want somebody to do anything, then you will have to just give them more money. And it's and, and 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 then the motivation just depends on how much money you give them instead of um, you know do you work and and I think the author was was trying is trying to argue that the the real motivation should be the work the interest in the work right right uh, a another example from another area that that might be more immediately appealing is when you um, you know tell a, a, a child they'll they'll get a dollar or they'll get a, a point on the fridge um, for for brushing uh, the, the teeth why why would they be interested in doing that again without a reward like they, they oh they will do it they want that point or, or that dollar bill but uh, yeah like apparently it's it's not something that's that's worth doing uh, without the reward since you dangled the reward right? Exactly, and um, and in, in in the book, the author is also challenging that even praise is a manipulation. So, so let's let's get back to this. <laughs> so, I said the hundred dollar bill is a manipulation. So, yeah. I want to manipulate somebody. So, I actually want to trick somebody into doing something for me by giving by giving him some money. But the author is even going. Like harder on this is saying is saying that whenever I whenever I praise somebody for doing a good job, um, or uh, I actually manipulate them, right? And I create an expectation that you know they have to be praised. If they're not praised, they'll 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 lose the motivation to do it. Right. Um. I I, I will say that this was a, a a pretty subtle point by by the offer. It's not that you you can't or will never express enthusiasm it's that praise is often used as a controlling tactic that it, it yeah. is often it, it's not that it inherently is 100% of the time but it is often maybe usually in uh, by teachers and, and employers it is specifically 
presented in a way as a reward, um, often like in front of other people, right? It's it's mm-hmm. public, it's kind of for display, it's for show, and it, as you're saying, it creates an expectation that, it, like, this happens every time that that this is the reward, and if you don't get it, that's kind of a a punishment, right? And for example, if we are like, for example, you and let's say if a few more developers in our company are meeting me and I'm t- telling you, Raju, you did a good job with this. Then I say, Partek, you did this, but then I forget about somebody. Yeah. Then exactly. As you said, there is an expectation, uh, you know, you're counting on the praise and then some, and, and that's why if somebody doesn't receive it, they feel punished and they feel, um, you know, not uh, appreciated and, and they lose the motivation to work. So, uh, so the, 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 uh, so in this situation, for example, the author is saying that showing appreciation and genuinely thanking somebody, making it like <laughs> not an expected thing, but a spontaneous uh, situation mm-hmm. is good. But the moment you yeah. start, you know, approaching it as a controlling thing, it doesn't really change from waving them a few dollars. Like it's the same kind of uh, mechanism. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of the the big points. Uh, of, of the book, one of the subtler points, I guess, so should get, get back to some of the, the basics, but punishing and rewarding people for behaviors is a fundamentally kind of, I guess, unsavory way of relating to another person. It is controlling, like it is specifically controlling. It is not about, um, you know, uh, making something right. It is It is about getting someone to do exactly what we want. It's it's about power. It's about hierarchy, and mm-hmm. and people feel that. And as you're saying with with praise, people can sense that. Um, people are yeah. are social animals, and and we can we can feel um, we can feel intentions uh, behind people's words. Not perfectly, but we we can sense when someone is uh, spontaneously and genuinely saying something, and when someone is trying to control us. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that's one of the other subtle points is that um, that goes back to, to the book. A lot of people understand that punishing people, children, employees for bad behavior uh, is, might, might not be super great, but that rewards are not the opposite. Rewards are the other yeah. side of the same coin, of the same kind of approach and attitude towards people. It is still controlling. And people respond very badly to being controlled. When you feel that someone is controlling you, manipulating you, it might be more or less subtle, but still, when people feel they're being controlled and manipulated, that someone is taking away their um, autonomy from them, they respond very badly to it. It creates resentment and it cre- and it makes people, employees and children and students, definitely do not want to be uh working with you, cooperating with you, being on your side, it creates a hostile environment where it's me against someone else. Yeah, I remember quite a few times when I was uh, in talking to other entrepreneurs, um, they were asking me, how do I met- motivate my uh, programmers? Mm. Like, like, what's the, like, how do I motivate my programmers to work f- you know, uh, for me? They, they asked me. So that was the, the question. And... Uh, and, uh, and 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 which part of it was salary or whatever, right? And I said, 
Yeah, um, I think my programmers are motivated, first of all, because they like what we do. I mean, they like the software that we're building, that they like that people actually are using our software, buying our software and are using it, you know, for, you know, to, to really get stuff done, which is great mission in such a thing. But also I think that my programmers are motivated because they get to work on really, really cutting edge stuff, which is what programmers love. Yeah. And, and, um, and in nowhere in my explanation was the carrot and, and stick thing was like, you know, was the, the bonuses for whatever, like there was not in my uh, uh, response. And my response was because my programmers, uh, programmers who work with us, uh, um, work on great stuff and great software, that's why they're motivated. Not because I'm manipulating them into doing some, you know, uh, uh, short-term gains. Uh, it's because uh, we do something great and work with great technologies, right? Yeah, so uh, this is this is a big thing that the offer is trying to explain and, and, and sell to us, that this this idea of motivating people is is fundamentally wrong like it's it's yeah. a it's a mistake in, in terms like that yeah, there is no such thing as motivating someone it 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 comes from a mistaken understanding mistaken theory of human motivation uh people are not you, you can't really motivate people. People motivate themselves. You can take yes. motivation away from someone. It's, it's like curiosity. You can't teach a child curiosity. You can you can create an environment that that doesn't kill curiosity, or you can create an environment <coughs> school that kills curiosity. <laughs> but it's not something you can give to someone. It's it's intrinsic. Mm -hmm. It's internal to us, and you you can you can kill it. But you can't create it. Mm -hmm. Exactly, you can spark curiosity. You can, like, you know, give an example uh, of of you being curious or point them to a place. But then they'll have to take it from there. Like uh, uh, exactly, because the moment you try to force them to, you know, be curious there, it becomes a manipulation. It's like no, there is no. It's no longer in in, in like. Okay, so the, 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 we're coming to the big one. Yeah. The big one is. There is no extrinsic motivation. Yeah. This doesn't exist. Extrinsic motivation is, is, is uh, there are two words that don't exist. This is something that was made up. The only thing that exists, according to the author, is the intrinsic motivation. So the motivation from within to do things. Yeah. And here's the biggest problem, biggest issue people have with this whole idea uh, that, you know, rewarding people is bad and doesn't work. People will say, um, employers, teachers, parents, that you it's impossible not to. That if you if you don't reward or punish someone, they they won't do what you want. That it, it just it, it it doesn't work. You know, apparently some people are just extrinsically oriented. But it's I think I think the reason why why this idea or <laughs> the reason why the author thinks this this whole idea of of um, of incentives is so strong in our culture is because the cause and effect the the negative effect of 
rewarding people is far enough removed from the cause that we don't connect the two. So uh, when you extrinsically motivate someone, it makes them less intrinsically motivated. So when you tell a child to do something to get a reward, they will do it to get a reward, but they will become less intrinsically interested in doing this. And you can you can show this. Um, you read a lot of uh, studies in different contexts. How when you when you compare like groups of people that may be children, students, adults, um, mm-hmm. and 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 give them something that that tends to be intrinsically interested interesting to people, like maybe playing with toys f- for children or drawing something or or, or something else, and you uh, give a reward to one group. That might be money or something else, praise, whatever. And to the other um, group, you you won't say anything. After the experiment, when they're left alone, people who were rewarded, they're not interested in it anymore. Like they they already have in their minds that the only reason to do this is to get the reward, and that there is no reason to do it just because. So you're essentially like killing the intrinsic motivation. Of people, but but you don't see it. The, the cause and effect are far enough removed. You only see the immediate effect that someone did what you wanted. That when you see, you know, children who are still not disciplined, still not behaving well enough, uh, employees who uh, who who are still not performing well enough, you you double down on on the the strategy that never worked in the first place. You reward them or punish them even more because, you know, like, like you have to, like, they they won't do anything un- unless I reward them, so I guess, like, I need to double down on that because that's the only reason to get someone to do what you want. But that's just, that's confusing the, the cause and effect. People only need a reward to do something when they've be- been taught that they need a reward. To do something yeah because the the problem is that the uh, the alternative is hard it's hard to to spark curiosity in a child if, if a child doesn't want to behave the way you want them to behave uh, or doesn't is not interested in reading and you want them to read it's hard to do it without a reward it's just easier. Like, I'm going to give you five bucks and you read this. Or I'm going to give you this and you do this. It's, as you said, it's, and it works, you know, for this moment. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's like a long-term investment. If you just, you know, try this approach, it doesn't work. Try the other approach to spark uh, curiosity, uh, it doesn't work. And then try the different one. And then finally they see, you see that they become curious. And then finally it works. But it just, you need more attempts. You need more strategies. It's just more complicated. So very often what we do is just we just, you know, stick with what, what works, right? What kind of works. Yeah. But, you, but, but what you're saying is, is so true that you're not only uh, not achieving what you want to achieve, you're actually destroying what you wanted to build in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And so it is very important to start with the question, what is it that you really want to achieve? If you if you just really want to manipulate your students, children, employees, whomever, 
to do exactly and precisely what you want right now, and that's the only thing you care about, then by all means, punishment and rewards work wonders. They're just a, a perfect silver bullet. But that's not what a lot of people want. A lot of people want, um, you know, a super productive, thoughtful employees who see the big picture, who think in the long term, who help the, the company thrive, not just today, not, not just for this quarter, but to, to create the future, to like be better, really better than, than everyone else, to, to raise children or students who, who are curious, who, who want to read, who, um, who, who ask questions and, 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 and develop a, a real moral backbone and etc etc etc. And if that's what you want, then you're lying to yourself um, if you if you just dangle the carrot and the stick in front of someone because it will only it will work but only for a moment and in the long term it will not only work it will make things worse and I want to also focus on one one point that that's really important um, the distinction between punishment and rewards um, and the fact that it's it's not that much that it's really the other side of the the, the same coin. Um, you know, like when you punish someone, like for example, children, students, to teach them a lesson, um, a lot of people grew to understand that it doesn't really work, that it doesn't bring long-term effects because the, the lesson, the only lesson it teaches is one about power and authority yeah. and who decides, but it doesn't fix the root cause. Like, that that person and yes, children are people too, I guess. Uh, will will not really understand what you wanted them to understand. They they just understood that if you do this and get caught, you get punished. So it doesn't doesn't work that well. But the reason one of the reasons why rewarding is not really that different from punishing is because when you uh, offer rewards, and again solid uh, d- distinction when something is rare occasional spontaneous not for show that's different that's a little different but oftentimes rewards are very um are as, as i like to say uh, and the offer likes to say dangled in front of someone like from the very beginning the same way punishments are yep. and when you're offered a reward and you don't get it it feels the exact same way as if you were punished, right? If 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 you're told you'll you'll get to Disneyland next week, and then that reward is withdrawn, like you're you're already you already knew you're going to Disneyland, and now you're punished yeah. by not going to Disneyland. Withdrawing a reward is is the exact same thing as punishment. It just it's it's not different. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, it is. Um- for, for 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 me like for me the the, the real problem with with this uh, book was the fact uh, as you mentioned that rewarding um uh, uh, you know rewarding has to be it's, it's subtle like you have to really think it through because because um, yes people like to be appreciated people like to get stuff and, and and that's why for example in one of the last episodes where we talked about um, me going out with my wife for the weekend to plan our our year mm-hmm. uh, you corrected me, me uh, uh, very strongly and very very correctly is that 
Our reward for the weekend was the plan for the year. Our treat was going to the spa on a Sunday <laughs> after that. So it wasn't our reward for the weekend because we didn't go uh, f uh, to do the planning and uh, with hoping to go to spa in the end to get the reward. No, we went to plan. And this was our, this was our, our reward. The weekend would have been complete and perfect without the spa. Uh, session. The spa session was the cherry on top. It was like our treat, uh, just you know, to reward ourselves. But it was an intrinsic thing. It was like let's do this because we're so we feel so happy about ourselves, about actually achieving what we wanted to achieve, which was to plan a year. So there you can see the distinction. Yeah, like between a reward and 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 as you again corrected me and and uh, uh, very well was the fact that. Because we mix these things and say, I reward myself or I give myself, uh, uh, we, um, like we lose the, the, the like for us it's the same, which is, is actually not. Uh, because there is the reward and there is the treat. They're two different things. So what, you, so what I think also you're saying is that, you know, if we appreciate someone by giving them a treat, by giving them something special, just because we feel like it, because they just did something nice for us, it's a completely different thing than saying you'll get this if you do this for me. Yeah, yeah, and and the 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 two distinctions between those are first of all cause and effect. Like when you um, there's just like this this weird psychological thing that when you get something because of something else, it it creates you not wanting to do the thing for its own sake because now it's a reward. And the other thing, the other difference. Is that uh, is whether something is done just because, or whether it's perceived as controlling? Yeah, and for example, um, uh, there is something I uh, so when I did my my um, uh, uh, my thesis uh, uh, when I was finishing college, in my thesis I wrote something brilliant. I'm a brilliant person. I wrote something brilliant. Mm. So uh, something. Uh, which which I can relate to right now even more. Um, I like the fact of looking at my uh, of people uh, of uh, looking at my employees as as people I work with them. Not they don't work for me. Mm -hmm. You remember there is like like people you you don't work for me. You work with me, right? Uh, uh, and I think this already creates a different level and a different approach because if we talk to each other like we're partners, we work together in this. Even though I'm the boss who's paying your salary, it's it, it's it's like a different thing because we're working on this thing together. And I, I mentioned that in the context that um, very often the language uh, expresses it. And and mm -hmm. and and, and um, in a funny way, uh, the German word for an employee is Mitarbeiter, so with worker. So it's not employee; it's with worker, a person I work with, and. Um, and uh, and I think this creates like you know looking at the employees in the same way like looking at people you work with, uh, looking at your team as your team that you work with, creates this uh, 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 this different dynamic where we don't control each other, we don't you know try to mani manipulate each other, we try to work together towards something different. Yeah, it's it's difficult to escape from uh, the fact that you need money to survive and you do want to uh, be better paid as as you grow, as you learn, as you get better at, at stuff. Um, 
and you know that's just that's just a fact of uh, life and that's kind of the basis of capitalism but it's it's still it's still different when um when it's just there and some of the t- the time you you think about money and about the relationship with your boss mm-hmm. and your employer as someone who you need to to pay your bills and that it does naturally create a um a form of power um but it, it's, it's different to have that just in your life and to live in it constantly be reminded of it constantly and and to have the the whole nature every aspect of of your everyday life you know eight hours a day during work to be to be perceived this way to to be Mm -hmm. defined in those terms right um it's it's just very different psychologically to uh talk about money um you know decide on on the money have, have that kind of sorted out now great i have a job i have a salary i get paid every month i can you know make a living and now let's get that out of the way and let's focus on the work itself it it it's a completely different kind of relationship and it it has a completely different psychological effect on on people exactly so true that's why we talked about it you know when money is out of the way it's better but then again there are theory, theories that you know uh, if you work better i'll pay you more and uh, you know, as I mentioned in, in, in sales teams, you know, you get the commission for getting more customers. Like, and then you compare each other, you know, who gets better commission, who gets better, who is judged better or um, who is, you know, uh, perceived as a better employee. So these are the system, these systems of, you know, pay for performance, you know, commissions and all this stuff. And the industry standard, like, you know, the, the common wisdom is that it works it's 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 proven to work for 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 you know for many years. Like many companies uh, have that have that structured. It's part of how they work. So if it works for them, it has to work for everyone. But now the question is, and this is what the author is uh, is raising here: is does it really work? Does really pay for performance work? So if I give you more money, if I give you the hundred bucks, you get more customers. If I give you a you know ten bucks per customer, you will do better. Uh, does it work? Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, and that was the, the big problem of, of the offer that, uh, as far as he knows, uh, there hasn't been a, a single kind of real uh, long-term study on, on this. But uh, other evidence points to no. And one of the issues you've already uh, covered, which is the fact that the, the work is about, becomes about the reward. And so you will do everything to get the reward, which means you stop caring for the broader picture. You won't look at the big picture. You will cut corners. You will cheat. Uh, you will do everything that you can get away with to to get the reward, to, to, to get the number, the whatever arbitrary metric is presented as the thing that matters to the exclusion of everything else yeah just um 
I still remember the situation. It was so vivid in my mind when I went to the Apple store to buy my, I think, um, uh, my first or my second MacBook Air. Hmm. So I wanted to get them. Uh, and I was still new to the Apple ecosystem. You know, I was excited. There was the new MacBook Air announced. I went to the Apple store um, and and the, the person who was attending me was very helpful. Like they, he, they, 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 I mean, he showed me everything. He explained to me how this works, you know, what kind of uh, models there are. And, you know, he, he let me play on this and whatever. And then... And he didn't push me to, to, you know, to sell it to me right now. And and I said, you know, I have to think about it. Um, maybe I'll come tomorrow. Um, 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 when do you work? So that you know, you know, when I buy it, I want to buy it, you know, from you. So I probably you get the commission. And he was like, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, we 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 are not paid on commission. You know, you, you you come here and you come to somebody else, no problem. Take your time, man. Like if you can come tomorrow, you know, like the the computers are here. Just check it out, you know, and and uh, just uh, just uh, if you get it from the store, it's perfect. Like you know, you come come back here any any time. So there was no pressure, as I said, there was no cutting corners, there was no sales, you know, techniques uh, uh, trying to invoke, you know, scarcity or whatever, like all these other tactics. No, he was just. He was there to serve me, to show me the computers, to 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 get to know what I really need, to really to, to show me everything, and to really guide me through this, and to tell me, my man, whenever you feel like it, you know, it, it's it's you know, it, this we are here um, to help you. So this was like for to me as a customer, it was such a relief. Like so, uh, it relieved the stress of deciding right now if I need the computer, which is a big purchase, you know. And 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 also later finding out uh, like being unfaithful to him and buying from the other salesperson or whatever. Like like none of that, you know, mattered. Yeah, which 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 brings us to, to the other point. Uh, when you when you offer to reward employees for performance, for a number, you create a competition. And, uh, you know, like we've, as a society, we tend to like competitions, we, we, we idealize it, but do you really, are you sure you want a competition among your employees? Because a competition is a hostile environment. A competition is one where I matter and I need to be the best. And the two ways to be the best is either for me to be better than everyone else or for everybody else to be worse than me. It, it, instead of, like, you, I'm sure you, you want that. Like, in general, you probably want people to, you know, collaborate, you know? Um, people exactly. have, have different um, skill sets. People have different knowledge. You want people to, to talk to each other, to figure things out together, Um Often you need that to, to get the best um, result. And when you offer benefits for performance, you create a competition and people will not want to collaborate, to, to work with each other because to help someone else is to make uh, their work worse for me. Yeah, it, it, it creates this, this whole situation where, you know, I'm not going to sacrifice my work here because, you know, if I spend just a few minutes with you, I'm going to first help you to advance, which is not what I want. And second, because uh, you might be actually better than later in the future. And second, I'm wasting my time because I'm not working on my stuff, which I could be rewarded for. So it's it creates a, a, a completely different thing that we want. It, it completes, uh, it, it, you know, instead of a team... We have a bunch of individuals. We have what what you didn't want to refer in the beginning of this show, a rat race. Yeah. <laughs> and and this is why very often in the big corporations, this is what it's actually called, a rat race. 
because you're climbing to first get the promotion, to first get the ladder, to you know to, to improve, and and then again and, and to do it with elbows and and you know some other tactics just to make sure that you get to the first. And as you mentioned, when there is a winner and a loser, like when there is a competition, there is a winner and there is a loser. Loser. There is no other way. There is no we we don't win both. You know. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I remember when I was uh, playing basketball with my brother. We like to play one on one. We would always um, uh, get the get the score thing out of the way uh, in the very first minute. We're asking, okay, who's worse today? Okay, you're worse. Okay, good. So let's play this. So we just would just completely ignore the the score. We would just play. We just have fun, and we would focus on just having fun playing basketball instead of uh, trying to beat the other guy. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, that's the premise of the book. Uh, that both the rewards and the punishment uh, doesn't work uh, and uh, both of these things don't work they're part of the same coin and we'll talk more about this uh, rela- related to our childhood and children uh, in general uh, in this next episode so stay tuned The most stressful moment, recording the intro. (laughs) You have nothing. I'm sorry.